How can entrepreneurs stop being dependent on a single source of income by trading and investing in the financial market? My name is Joachim Alsta and I welcome you to Financial Success Secrets. In this episode, we will wrap up Ray Dalio's blueprint for the economic machine. Ray reminds us that most of what people thought was money was actually credit. When credit disappears, people don't have enough money. People will in this case be desperate for money. Thus, the central bank gets into play. They can print money. They are forced to do so because the interest rates are already lowered to zero. Ray says that printing money is inflationary and stimulative as opposed to cutting spending, debt reduction and wealth-free distribution, which are the three other tools a government can use to handle a deleveraging situation. Credit is a leverage. And when credit is disappearing, we get less credit, thus we have deleveraging. And printing money is inflationary and stimulative because out of thin air, the government prints money so it can buy assets. The US Federal Reserve printed large amounts of money in the 1929 crisis, 2008 crisis, and during the 2020 pandemic. When buying assets, the government helps driving the value of the assets up, which makes people more credit-worthy. However, this only helps those who own financial assets. The central government, on the other hand, as Ray explains, can buy goods and services, which will put money in the hand of the ordinary people. The challenge is that the central government cannot print money, so it must collaborate with the central bank. The central bank buy government bonds, which essentially means it lends money to the government. As Dalio explains, this allows the government to run a deficit and increase spending. Thus it can put money in the hands of the ordinary people through unemployment benefits and stimulus programs. This increases both people's income and the government's debt. However, it will lower the economy's total debt burden. Ray says this is a very risky time, and policymakers need to balance the four ways that can be used to bring debt burden down. If you recall from the previous episode, that would be cutting spending, increased taxes on the wealthy, restructuring debt, and they can also print money as the fourth option. Additionally, the deflationary ways need to balance with the inflationary ways. When there is a balance in all the measures, there is a way what Ray calls beautiful deleveraging. So deflationary ways is yeah, when the economy is on the way down, prices are decreasing, and inflationary techniques are used to stimulate the economy on the other hand. Deleveraging is not a good situation. It is very difficult, but according to Ray, handling a difficult situation in the best possible way is beautiful, especially a lot more beautiful than the debt-fueled, unbalanced excesses of the leveraging phase. In a beautiful deleveraging, debts decline relative to income. Real economic growth is positive 
and inflation is no problem. It is achieved by having the right balance between measures that ensures inflation and those that leads to deflation. Deflationary techniques are cutting spending, reducing debt and wealth transfer. So the right balance requires a certain mix of the deflationary techniques and a balance with the inflationary measure, which is printing money. Ray continues explaining that printing money won't cause inflation if it offsets falling credit. He reminds us that it is spending that matters. A dollar spending paid for with money has the same effect on price as a dollar spending paid with credit. In other words, by printing money, the central bank can make up for the disappearance of credit. In order to turn things around, the central bank needs to not only pump up income growth, but get the rate of income growth higher than the rate of interest on the accumulated debt. In simple terms, income needs to grow faster than debt grows. Ray brings us an example. If a country in a deleveraging scenario has a debt to income ratio of 100%, that is all debt is equal to the sum of all annual income in a country. If the debt grows at the rate of 2% because of interest rate, but the income only grows at the rate of 1%, the country will never be able to pay back the debt. The country must thus print enough money to get the rate of income growth above the rate of the interest. However, a country must use the option to print money with care. It can easily be abused since it is easy to do and people prefer it to the alternatives. The option must be used with caution and avoid printing too much money and causing unacceptably high inflation. That was the case with Germany in the deleveraging in the 1920s. Ray says that when policymakers achieve the right balance among all the measures, a deleveraging is not so dramatic. Growth is slow, but the debt burden goes down. That is a beautiful deleveraging. When income arises, borrowers appear more creditworthy, and that would mean lenders accept people to take up loans. With decreased debt burden, people can afford to spend more. Eventually, the economy grows again, leading to reflation phase of the long-term debt cycle. Ray says it takes usually a decade for debt burdens to fall and economic activity to get back to normal. Ray wraps it all up by saying it is of course a little bit more complicated than the blueprint he suggests. However, laying the short-term debt cycle on top of the long-term debt cycle and both of them on top of the straight line productivity growth line gives a good understanding of seeing where we have been, where we are now, and where we are probably heading. Dalio likes us to take away with us three rules of thumb. Don't have debt rise faster than income because debt burdens will eventually crush you. Secondly, don't have income rise faster than productivity because you will eventually become uncompetitive. And thirdly and lastly, do all you can to raise your productivity. This is advice for both policymakers 
and you and me as individuals. Let me wrap it up with some final comments. What does all of this mean to you as an investor or trader in the financial market? If you understand how the machinery and the system of the economy works, you can prepare yourself for whatever is coming. Remember, opportunity is just a transfer of wealth. If you are prepared, wealth will be transferred to you. Finally, thanks to Ray Dalio for his principles on the economic system. If you want to learn more about how you can get more money for joyful experiences and free up time to be more with friends and family, please visit our website catchingsecrets.com. That is K A T C H I N G secrets.com. Catchingsecrets.com. Disclaimer, trading and investing are high-risk activities. I never give advice. I only share my experience and what is working for me. Do your own research before taking any action and invest and trade only with money you can afford to lose.